Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Christmas week, a time that kids love, and let's just be honest, we adults love it too. And want to remind everyone and encourage you to uh, attend our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services here at First Baptist. Christmas Eve, we will have our traditional two worship services, three o'clock and five o'clock. Three o'clock and five o'clock on Christmas Eve, no child care. The services will be about 55 minutes or less. And then on Christmas Day, because Christmas is on Sunday this year, so on December 25, Christmas Day, we will have one worship service at 11 o'clock. It will also last 60 minutes or less. So 11 o'clock on Sunday, Christmas Day, no child care for any of those services and no life groups, <coughs> excuse me, no life groups on Sunday morning, Christmas Day. Well, today in our Bible reading plan, we are in Revelation 14, which talks about the second coming of Jesus and the judgment that uh, follows. And so let me give you just a high-level overview of this chapter. I know you've already read it. I hope you'll go back and reread it after this devotion. Uh, verses 1 through 5 simply uh, make the point that uh, God's people have not only eternal life, but eternal security, that the saved, those of us who are saved, are the ones who stay true and faithful to Jesus. So that people, in other words, people who give up along the way weren't really saved. So stick with it. Verses 6 and 7 just refers to the gospel message that we throughout uh, you know, the church age have been preaching and sharing with others. In verse 8, fallen, fallen is Babylon. Um, remember, you, you had these two recapitulations of human history with the seven seals and the seven trumpets, each ending with the second coming and the judgment and all of that. And then you had the interludes with uh, the behind-the-scenes spiritual warfare of, of Satan um, of Satan persecuting Israel, persecuting Jesus, persecuting the church. And then in uh, chapter 13 that we looked at Friday, uh, through the Roman Empire and its cult of emperor worship, persecuting the, first, the Christians of the first and second centuries. Um, and and, and that, that philosophy is still at work in the world even today. Now he gets over to chapter 14 and he's saying to these believers then and to us today, your salvation is secure just persevere, keep preaching the gospel, and Babylon will fall, Rome will fall. And it's not just Rome, but it's every, it's every um, empire, every, everything that sets itself up against God. Anytime in human history, eventually it's going to fall. And the reason it's referred to as Babylon is in the Old Testament. In ancient times, Babylon was a world empire, much like Rome. And Babylon is the one that destroyed um, Jerusalem. And the Romans in AD 66 up to 70 under Titus also destroyed Jerusalem. So that image was very powerful to people in, that, in, 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 in the ancient world. And, and so any system, because Babylon, eventually God judged Babylon. Eventually God judged Rome. God judges all of these forces that set themselves up against God and they will eventually fall. Um, in verses 9 through 11, we, we have a description of the eternal suffering of the lost, while in the next two verses, 12 and 13, those of us who are saved are safe. We're safe. And, and, and in verses 14 through 20, there's this, this description, if you will, of, the, of the, the second coming of Jesus. Now remember, we've already had at least twice, two other chapters, two previous chapters, the second coming 
described. So that's why, again, I say don't read Revelation sequentially, chronologically. You have this recapitulation, this series of images and stories that tell the same events over and over just from a different angle. And so here there's a, a big focus on the second coming. I love the image here that's not used earlier in Revelation of Jesus of Jesus and his angels putting in the sickle. And you remember in the Gospels, Jesus used the image of his angels putting the sickle, sickle and, and, and gathering the wheat and separating the tares from the wheat. It's a, it's a picture of what happens at the second coming of Jesus when, when humanity is segregated, if you will. Humanity is separated into those who belong to God and those who don't, those who are saved and those who are lost, those who worship Jesus and those who worship the beast and his philosophies. And, and, and they have the mark 666 and we have the mark of God in our forehead. God knows which group you're in. And you have this beautiful image of the second coming here. Now, it's interesting when you read this recapitulation, this, this recycling, retelling of these same events in Revelation, in the first half of Revelation, there's more focus on, on life on earth, on our suffering and hardship. And the second half of Revelation, when you read these stories, there's a greater focus, more attention, more detail on the second coming and on the judgment and on our eternal security and on heaven. So it's like he spent the first half of the book saying to the people in those seven churches and people anywhere who love Jesus that are suffering, yes, life on earth can be hard, but there's a second coming. But after identifying with them and telling them persevere, he says, now let me tell you more and more and more about the second coming, more and more and more about your reward, more and more and more about heaven. And when you get that in your heart and in your mind, this book starts making a whole lot of sense. It's when we don't read it that way that it gets all confusing. Now, some devotional thoughts. I love verse 13 in this chapter. I heard a voice from heaven saying, write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. So not blessed are the dead. Don't stop there. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord, who die in Jesus, the saved. So that they may rest from their labors for their deeds follow with them. I love that image that when I, as a follower of Jesus, you, anyone as a follower of Jesus die, we cease from our labors. And there's a negative and positive to that. We cease, we cease from our work, from our service on earth. And we cease from our hardships and our struggles on earth. And I love this image that our deeds follow us beyond the grave. In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10, the Bible says, For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name. The way you love Jesus and are faithful to Jesus and serve Jesus and worship Jesus in this life through its easy times and through its hard times. When you die, that faithfulness to Jesus follows you beyond the grave and God rewards you for your faithfulness. I love, I love that image. So brothers and sisters, be faithful, be obedient. Obedient, be committed and never, never, never give up.
no matter what you face on earth or have to endure on earth. We have in verse 12 of chapter 14, something like we read Friday in chapter 13, chapter 14, verse 12. Here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. Sounds a whole lot like verse 10 of chapter 13 at the end of it, end of verse 10. Here is the perseverance and the faith of the saints. Jesus is saying those who belong to him don't quit. Those who belong to him don't quit. So don't quit. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.